The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! Let's go, baby! Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, February 9th, 2022, season 17, episode number 103. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We got the full crew. Well, we did have the full crew. We uh, we have. Everybody. Should be back. Should be back. Uh, we have everybody in studio today. Dave is back from Senior Bowl. Uh, I don't think you have you didn't catch a cold, did you? Like that was kind of out there. You told us you're out there in the rain. Uh, the, the, the temperature changes have wreaked, wreaked havoc on my sinuses, yeah. but I'm uh, I'm I'm okay. But Not too right. worse for wear. Good. Nick and Dave both dressed, looking good. Job interviews today. Yeah. We ready yeah. to go? Is that you what you know doing? something that I don't? No, that's what Nick told me. He was like, "Job interview. I got some things I'm working on." So, no, there we told him about a fast food chain. I was going to be the district manager of. I was working. For oh, it. sweet. Yeah. Okay, it's probably awesome, not a sponsor for us. So, yes, yeah, so you probably shouldn't say it. Yeah, yeah. I probably won't get the job. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. Let's try to get a reference. Yeah, I no. don't know that. I don't know that being a writer for for the Dallas Cowboys necessarily makes you a great candidate for a job like that. But who knows? Maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Press releases. <laughs> Were you about to say you something? No, no. I got like, nothing. No, I was, on. I was not I got, about to say I got that. nothing. And if I was, I, I now we'll keep have it to myself. To yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's start with our opener. What we do every day here in the off season. Give me a sports story right now, uh, just in random over the last week. Something that's interesting to you that you want to just talk about. Nick, let's start with you. Well, you can talk about your boys. I mean, yeah, I am. I <laughs> that am, was a hell of a win. I am going to talk about them. That was yep. a hell of a win. Yep. Uh, Arkansas beating the number one team last night in overtime. Great game. Uh, first time that Arkansas has beaten a number one team since Michael Jordan was playing for North Carolina. Wow. I was eight years old. I remember that game. That's been a they while. They hadn't beat a number one to beat Auburn. No fingers le- uh, fingernails left, but yeah. got it done. That's that's big. I, I I appreciate how much you like Arkansas basketball. Like love Arkansas. really Arkansas. Well, I should I, say Arkansas. No, but like he really loves Arkansas basketball. Oh yeah, like that's true. Yeah, and, like he. If you would ask me, you could win a football national championship or a basketball. It's like for you, it'd be no brainer. Right? It's for, not like it's laughable me, to even ask the question. Not for me, because man, you're going through six weeks of Final Four and all that, like, it, what a ride that is. I've yeah. even been, I've actually experienced it. Yeah. But, man, it's awesome. Football good old days of Nolan Richardson, yeah. So, it was good. It was a good win. Which, I, that's my point, is Kentucky's probably the only fan base in the SEC that really feels that way. Like, mm-hmm. everybody else, it's all football all the time. Yeah. I'd rather win a College World Series than a Final Four, probably. Mm-hmm. But that's... Anyways. It's all unique to your own fan base, though. Yeah, I mean, no doubt. if LSU would actually LSU was pretty damn good when I was a kid, but by the time I was old enough to in really basketball, yeah, I mean they had Shaq, they had yeah. Stanley Roberts, um, Mahmoud yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean they had yeah. some real, yeah. But by the time I was old enough to really appreciate it, they were kind of trash. So, <laughs> and this year you, they started you off thinking, having high hopes, and yeah, as long as they make, but that's as long as they make the tournament, I don't care. Yeah. Which I mean, if they make the tournament, I'll be happy. That's where my expectations are with LSU basketball. I don't yeah. really care beyond that. Whereas like the baseball team, I'm already they're playing preseason games. I'm like, okay, how's our cleanup hitter doing? Like, what's going on here? It's just yeah. yeah, 
It's how you're raised, I guess. Yeah. All right, give me a sports story, Dave. Well, I don't know. We'll just continue along that line. I mean, my son's playing in the Super Bowl on Sunday. I'm just, I'm excited about it. <laughs> For those that don't know, you don't really have a son, but you're talking. About Anybody that knows me knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm excited for Joe Burrow. Yeah. It's I, it's really cool. It's funny, like, have you ever, like, had a band that you were on to early and then they kind of start to get popular and you're like, okay, like, I'm happy for your success, but everybody's, hey, I was here first. That you was know? outcast for me. Yeah, yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel about Joe. I'm like the whole, feels like he's captured the whole sporting world's attention. And I'm like, okay. I want y'all to root for Joe, but like we were here first. Like we, we claim <laughs> we him. found him. He's ours. And yeah, like Ohio State fans are like, yeah. oh, he was right. molded by Ohio. I'm like, shut up, okay? <laughs> He's ours. Uh, but I'm very excited. I hope he wins the Super Bowl. That would be great. And and just so you guys know, this was kind of funny the other day. Dave walks by my office. He has a package, and uh, he kind of holds it up to my to my window and kind of sneaks it out. And it's like a Cincinnati Bengal uh, hood. I guess it was a hoodie yeah. sweatshirt. Oh. I was like. That's real. Like that's real. That's how you know that's his boy. Like that is, I, he is all in. He's I will be wherever he goes as long as he's playing and when he's done playing. Like and, like and you know we did a documentary about Dak and it was mainly about how Mississippi State fans feel yeah. the same way about him. Yeah, it's real, man. And when they win your national championship, you're gonna cut for him forever, right? And, and and I'm not. I don't know something about it's just different in the pros. Like everybody, you love your quarterback in the pros, but. When you see these guys come up from being like a literal kid, I mean, that sounds stupid. Joe was like 22 when he got to LSU, but I don't know, to just kind of come from nothing as like a, okay, who's this kid? He's from BFE, Ohio. (laughs) Guess he can't be worse than what we've got. And then to get here in such a short amount of time, it's just, it's wild. Amber, what you got for us? That's love right there. He's I mean, my, he is my son. Guy that obviously, I did not follow because I don't follow college football whatsoever. But the more I see him, the more I like him. And he has this cockiness to him. But it's like an appealing kind of cockiness. Yeah. Like, I'm saying. Like there's yeah. a, you know, it's not the kind of cockiness that you just hate. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked if, if anybody was like, yeah, y- your boy Joe seems like kind of an a-hole. I'd be like, I get where you, I understand where you get that from. But like, it doesn't seem like it bothers very many people. It's not people. off-putting. Yeah. No. It's not off-putting. Because some people it can be, but it's not off-putting. Because he he's... backs it up every step of the way. That's the thing. Is like, why wouldn't you be cocky with what he's accomplished in such a short period of time? And it doesn't seem like he does it at the expense of his teammates, I no. guess is the best way to put it. it all, and we don't know these guys, by the way. We don't know if he really does or doesn't. But the way it appears, the way it seems is like he's still a good teammate. His teammates like him. So it's like he's. you could see the little bit of arrogance, but it's like he still seems like a good guy, right? Yeah. And I don't necessarily have a, a sports story, but something that I did see this morning staying on topic was the whole – news on Gronk and what he said. What did he say? He said that, you know, with Tom Brady leaving and all that, I guess he mentioned somewhere that a guy that he would like to go and play with would be him. Uh, Burrow? Burrow. I didn't see that. Okay. So that's trending on Twitter. Yeah, he's like, I'll go play next to him. So if he's like the other guy that is not Tom Brady, he would go with Joe Burrow. It's great. You kind of get to a point in your career where you're just – ring hopping like i'll go play for this guy that i like who might be able to help me win another Just super throw Bowl. the grenade out there and see what happens <laughs> that's amazing i didn't hear that i saw the the clip that uh, the headline that said the quarterback that 
that Gronk wants to play with. And I'm like, I'm not giving it to you. I'm not clicking, I'm not clicking on it. <laughs> oh, they were baiting you in, right? Whatever like, headline I saw, it. like, I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing that. Along a similar line, though, like, and I do, this is something I've been thinking about a lot because, like, I'm emotionally invested in Joe's success. I really want him to win. But, like, it's easy to be a prisoner of the moment. And it's easy. I mean, he's great. And I assume he'll be back on this stage at some point. But that's not a given. I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, you got to take advantage of these opportunities. You know the example, right? The Who? consummate example. Dan Marino? Yes, exactly. Made yeah. a Super Bowl in his second season in the league. Yep. Never went back. Yep. And it's and, and had good teams. Yeah. Never went back. It was it's it's that always bothers me. Like it's like the the condescending thing that the graceful winner says, or they're like, Oh, y'all will be back. Y'all will be back. Like, let Stafford have this one because he's older. Like, y'all will be back. You don't know that. Yeah. So you gotta make this stuff count. Yeah, absolutely. And they're you would think they're they're playing ahead of schedule with all the young right. guys they got on that team. That's you're it's right. It's you, easy to say good. like, oh, they weren't supposed to be here. They'll get better and be back, but who the hell knows? Yeah. All right. So I don't really have a sports story. I got something that's you could say it's kind of competitive, but am I the only one that's addicted to Wordle at this point? Like I am all in on this game. Nick, I've gotten you, yeah, I think, semi-addicted yeah. at this point. For those of you out there listening, if you haven't heard about this it's everywhere right now but basically there were these guys that developed this website that is it's a five letter game word i mean word game basically you put in a random word and then it tells you which ones of those letters in that word you picked are either in the right spot or a a word that a letter that's in the word but not in the right spot and you have six tries to get it right but you only get one time to play every day and the whole world has the same word so it just becomes this thing where you kind of figure out your word and then you send it to whoever you want to send it to. Say, see, it only took me three. It only took me four. It only took me five. Whatever. And I am just completely addicted to the game. I think it's just it's just so random and so much fun. So if you haven't done it, go do it. I know what it is. I haven't really spent a lot of time with it. It sounds like something that would I would get addicted to. Yeah. So I'll yeah. go take a look at it. Go take a look at it. I got Nick into it now. And <laughs> I showed Amber. I'm in for it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hey. want some addiction. Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. I, mean, I, started doing, I started doing the New York Times crossword every day during quarantine as a way to pass the time. Yeah. And now it's like an essential part of my routine. I so. think I read that New York Times actually bought Wordle. I think Somebody bought it. Um, yeah. Like, literally, they made this game. And it's not a very high-tech game oh. at all. But I think it was New York Times went and bought it. And uh, obviously, the people that made it now just made a little loot off. They've got a whole puzzle department, so that yeah. makes sense. All right, let's uh, let's take our first break. We're going to take our, an early break here. When we finish, when we come back, we are going to dive in deep. We're talking salary cap today. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Cowboys uh, have some significant uh, things that they're going to have to deal with this offseason in trying to figure out their salary cap, which guys stay, which guys leave. We're going to talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. 
Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. WrestleMania comes to AT&T Stadium April 2nd, April 3rd. Get your tickets on SeatGeek.com. Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking salary cap today. Cowboys are in an interesting situation this year. And I, I, I want to preface this conversation just by saying you always hear this time of year, oh, this team's this much under the cap, this team's this much over the cap. In a lot of instances, and I really haven't seen a lot of instances where this is not the case, if there are players that a team wants to keep on their team, they will find a way to keep them on their team. You can look at the team that's in the Super Bowl right now with the Rams. Nobody knows how they keep adding all these high-priced free agents, but somehow they figure it out. And So I think there are, there are games you can play with your cap to be able to get to where you want to be and have the players you want to have. But I do think for the, for the sake of this conversation, we got to talk about the Cowboys right now being $20 million over the cap. And within the next month or so, they are going to have to find their way out of that and, uh, and back to uh, above that uh, or below the, the salary cap. That all being said... Let's start first with what do the Cowboys need to do? What are some just initial low-hanging fruit that the Cowboys uh, can can kind of do in order to get themselves in in a better situation with their cap? I mean, restructuring Dak's deal is basically a given and would free up, I think, fifteen to seventeen million dollars. I mean, you can do the vast majority of that simply by pushing his money, which is something that they were always going to do anyway. If you remember, there's there's a voidable year added onto his deal that helps you absorb that. Um, so, I mean, the minute that that deal was agreed upon, you could kind of bank on that probably happening. So, at some point, it's it's literally, you know, it's a button that they click and send it to Dak's agent. Right. Like, it's not... It's, it's not something they have to negotiate. No, it's already it done. Is built into the deal. I would expect that'll happen at some point in the next, you know, five or six weeks. Nick, are there any ramifications of that with regards to what that means in future money for Dak or how it affects the cap in the future? Uh, I don't think it. No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, you're you're like Dave said. Your built-in contract is was structured that way. That's why these these contracts take a lot, a lot longer than people think because there's a lot of those variables in there. But no, I mean, they're expecting Dak to be the quarterback of this team for the next 
five years or so, four or five years, and I don't think anything changes with that. So this is just part of the deal. you got to remember there's a lot of window dressing going on when these deals and, uh, you know, what's important to Dak. I want $40 million a year, that kind of stuff. Well, in order to get that, you have to be creative in how it's structured and how it's structured is to, to hit these little trigger moments like that. But but got to remember, though, that this is this get, they can get under the cap, but Randy Gregory, Dalton Schultz, Jaron Kurz, yeah, it's not just no, about getting nobody the under. Counts. Nobody's nobody's counting anything. Those guys don't count anything for mm-hmm. this cap. So they, yeah, they can get they're under, no longer they can, contract. Yeah, they can get under there quick and then call it a day and then go yeah. go hunting in, in March, which <laughs> they might do, but, which they've done in the past, you know. But <laughs> I thought you meant hunting for big name free no. agents, and I was like, <laughs> no, literally, no, no, they don't do that. Literally, no, literally go hunting. hunting. Yeah. Yeah. Literally yeah. go hunting. All right. So, so that being said, there have been two names that have been thrown around a lot uh, in the media. I think over the last week because of the amount of money, not only that they make, but the amount of money the Cowboys can save by releasing them. Amari Cooper. Uh, get these numbers. He can be uh, if they cut Amari Cooper, they could save sixteen million dollars against their cap. If it is a June first cut. They can save $21 million, about $5 million more than, than cutting him in normal. Basically, the idea is when you do a June 1 cut, you can extrapolate uh, the, the cut, no, the hit to your cap over two years, which gives you a higher uh, amount that you can, that you can realize. Uh, and then Demarcus Lawrence, he has, he would be, uh, it would be an $8 million savings if they were to cut him. It, this one is the most important part of that, but if it's a June 1 cut, they could save $19 million. So, a significant amount of money for both these players that you can. Um, that you can save if you're willing to cut them. My question for you guys is, of those two, which would you think is more likely to be cut if the Cowboys choose to go that route? Amari. I mean, he's... uh, Amari Cooper. And the thing is, how I see him more... I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, just do it. (laughs) Save the money. (laughs) (laughs) But because... And I like Amari Cooper, and I see the value in him. I think he he he's a really good player, and he can still contribute in this team and and be um, do a lot for you. But the Cowboys weren't really even utilizing him the right way. And I know that might change with things with having a new wide receivers coach coming in, and then different things that Kellen Moore might do with his offense and all that. But you weren't even using him as much as you could. And then at the same time, you were, though, able to use other wide receivers. And I know Cedric Wilson, he's going to be a free agent. Noah Brown as well, right? Everyone but C.D. and Simi Fajoko. Michael Gallup, too. Yes, that is true. If you cut Amari Cooper, you have two receivers under contract. And only one of them has actually really even played in the NFL. Which, she's <laughs> okay. she's right. No, she's just, she's right. Well, if you're yeah. not using him, the, how you no, should? Well, no, if, you're not right about that. You're huh. right about if you if you're telling me to pick one of these guys. That's if you've been paying attention. They're sort of leaving you breadcrumbs as to why this might happen. They haven't touched his money, and that's the big thing. They again, they love to push these deals back. They restructure the offensive linemen all the time. They've restructured Tank in the past. They restructured Zeke, which that's like the guy that maybe you wouldn't want to touch his money because yeah. it's the position that wears down the fastest. Amid all of this, they've never touched Amari's money because they know his guarantees are up after this season. They can free up a boatload of money by releasing him. Throw on the fact that Jerry Jones did not bother hiding his frustration with the with the vaccination stuff when he missed games because of covid and it's easy to see why that might happen 
do I think it's a good idea? Absolutely not. And all I can think about is I like why why do we want to do this again? Because my memory is still very fresh of oh, yeah. them trying to sell me on Deontay Thompson and Alan Hearns. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, we just need a few good guys. We don't need any great guys. We're gonna receive by committee. committee? Com- yeah. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna committee this bad boy and Dak's just gonna throw to the open one. Well, when you don't have good receivers, sometimes none of them get open. <laughs> and then you're so screwed that you trade away a first-round pick in the middle of a season to fix it. And I just hope their memories aren't that short because I think it would be a big mistake. Yeah. 100% agree with that. He's your first-round pick from 2019, and you're going to get rid of him after his third year. All you got to do is look at the Chiefs game and the Raiders game when he didn't play. You can be pissed off for the reason whether you want to or not, but – that nobody could get open. The the offense was terrible in those games. So they haven't shown that they can really be successful without Amari Cooper. And I'll say this, the greatest coach in the history of the NFL, Bill Belichick, told you exactly what he thought of Amari Cooper because he made sure to get him out of the game when they played up there in New England. He was the one that he was worried about. So why do you want him off the team? I'm If you have to do one, I'm cutting DeMarcus. I'm sorry, if you have to. I like DeMarcus, but... 14 and a half sacks in the last three years. You, 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 what, he, what they're paying for is for him to get in the range of 10 to 14 sacks per year, not total for three years. He can do more in the run, run game and all that stuff, but that's not what they're paying for. You can find guys that can do that. So if I have to do one or the other, I'm, I'm, I'd have to cut tanks. So let me ask you this. What does that say about your belief in C.D. Lamb that you'd be so hesitant to cut Amari Cooper? Do you not think he's ready to be a number one receiver? Honestly, it says nothing about nothing. my belief in CeeDee okay. Lamb. I mean, it's fair to say I don't – it's ironic because he made the Pro Bowl as an alternate. I don't think he lived up to the expectations that he set for himself with the dominant training camp that he had. Like, we didn't make that up. And he did a lot of it against Trayvon Diggs, who led the league in interceptions. So I think he's capable of playing better. But again – I mean, Devontae Adams does it in Green Bay. I don't think anybody thinks Dak is on Aaron Rodgers' level of like distributing the ball and stuff like that. And so even if CD is a total boss, do you want him doing it all himself? Like, like, Look at the two teams in the Super Bowl, you know, both the Bengals and the Rams. They have star receivers. I mean, Chase and, yeah, Co- and no Cup. But Robert, the best in the league. But Robert Woods was, was going to be a 1,000-yard receiver. If, yeah. not, if he might have already gotten there. He was really close. Odell comes in. And then, and then I don't even know their names: Boyd and Higgins. Boyd, Higgins, and Chase. But yeah. they, but they got some good guys too. So I mean, those are Boyd is one of the more underrated slot yeah. receivers in the league, and Higgins was the first pick of the second round last year. I mean, he's a top tier talent. I hate him, by the way. Why? T Higgins. You ruin your fantasy. Yes, he had like forty six <laughs> points in like the semifinals. It always when you see, hear somebody say, "I hate a player," it's always it always goes back to yeah. But, but I'm just saying, like, like I don't think it has anything to do with CD. Okay. I mean, because I, I, you need something great. You don't know what what's your great thing that you do on offense. It's not running the ball. Is I mean, you need the the two receivers. I mean, that'll make those guys even better. Okay, so go ahead, Dave. I just I have no confidence. There are offenses that can make that work. Again, like Devontae Adams continues to produce despite a rotation of just guys. You don't see it very often, and I don't know. 
I don't trust the offensive coordinator or the quarterback to quote unquote make it work with like one great receiver and then we'll see what we can figure out. I mean, you go back again, this is all so recent. Michael Gallup had a very successful rookie season as pick 81. He caught like 30 balls for 500 yards. Like that is the realistic production that you're getting from that type of player early on. You're not you're not, you're not cutting Amari Cooper and plugging in another ready-made thousand-yard receiver unless you're willing to turn around and immediately invest that money in a free agent. Which one they don't, and two, why not just keep the guy you already have? Well, right? what they do is they will invest that money in a guy that that they're trying to keep that's already on their team. So let's let's talk about it from that standpoint. I would guess I don't know this for sure, but I would guess they probably could re-sign Michael Gallup and probably Cedric Wilson for less money than what it would cost on their cap to keep Amari uh, uh, Cooper. I don't. I don't. You agree don't think with so? That. Not twenty twenty two million. I think he counts twenty two million. I don't know. They'll get both those guys for twenty two million. I'm guessing. I'm guessing Gallup gets a. A good deal, not a great deal. Maybe, maybe now. And I'm guessing Cedric Wilson gets what four million, three million, four million, something like that. Whatever. My point is, do you think that? Let's assume for for whatever. Let's assume that you, the Cowboys, thought it was a better idea to re-sign Gallup and and Cedric, and and they were actually going to still save some money. Do you think with those three receivers, and I'm including CD in that, do you think that's enough? Because you did say, like, it doesn't say anything about CD. So it may not be a fact that CD isn't ready. It might just be a matter that you, you really think you need Amari. But if you got those other two, how do you feel about that? Gallup tore his ACL on Christmas. And I, I mean, ACLs aren't the major thing that they used to be, but you're still probably anticipate him missing training camp. And Cedric Wilson, for as wonderful as his overall season was, he and Noah Brown both were given a huge opportunity to step up when C.D. and Amari were absent in that November stretch that Nick mentioned. Didn't do it. First and that, half. that weighs heavily in my mind. Yeah. First half of the Chiefs game. That's, that's what you're looking at. I mean, you had C.D., you didn't have Amari, and you had Gallup was back. He was still kind of working himself in, but he's still going to be working himself in for yeah. a while with this injury. And then you have Cedric Wilson. I like Cedric Wilson in the role that he is, but when you start to give him a bigger role, he he hasn't really thrived with that. I'll just ask you all, what would you rather have, C.D. and C.D., Amari, and you draft one in the third round, or would you rather have Gallup, Cedric Wilson, and C.D.? It's not that simple, though, because you got to think about it for the money. Like, that's always a part of this, and that's certainly that's, a part of this right now. When you're talking same. about, I thought we just said it was about the same. Yes, but I'm saying, though, you, you're thinking about it from a standpoint, I think you probably can get those other guys for a little less money. You're still going to save some money, in my opinion. You're not selling me on this team being better without Amari Cooper. In, in so it really is. It really is for you guys. It's all about the fact that Amari Cooper just needs to be on this team because he makes you better. I agree. That's I it. think Amari Amari Cooper is a damn good player. His stats don't reflect it. He has a hand in that. He didn't get vaccinated, and it cost him a chance to produce. Like who knows how much better his numbers look if he plays against yeah. Vegas and Kansas City. Maybe they win one of those games. I like their odds to beat Vegas with him on the field. I agree. Maybe. Um, so that I mean, some of that is on him for sure. I'm not like absolving him of blame, but I look at his numbers this year, and I'm just like, I the OC and the quarterback didn't do a good enough job of getting him the ball, in my opinion. And that's where I go back to what I initially said. I'm like, okay, if you're not utilizing him enough, and and 
believe me, I see huge value on Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, and I absolutely love him, and I think he should stay. But when you're not necessarily using him the way that you should, and after seeing the Cowboys be able to connect with so many different wide receivers on their group, because I think we can all agree that last year, at various different times, except the times that they were playing bad, Dak was connecting with all kinds of receivers. So the connection was there. So it's a little different than what we saw a couple years ago where you, when Dez was here, when you still had Cole Beasley and all that. It's a little different. Now that I'm seeing Dak being able to have that, um, being capable of connecting with other different guys than your main one, it makes me believe or think that, okay, maybe this is a time where we could save some money by cutting Amari Cooper. And I know the Cowboys don't really do this with free agency, but how are you fixing the O-line? They have guys right now, but I just don't want to merely re- purely like rely on the draft. Like I need a guy with good experience that can come here and be effective right off the va- of the bat. Like I don't feel comfortable with Connor McGovern just being the guard. I do not feel confident about that. I don't feel confident about Tyron Smith being healthy all the way. I don't know what they're going to do with that. And I don't know if we're going to talk about him and maybe what he could do in savings that way. But I just I would like them to save some money somehow and utilize that money rather than a wide receiver, put it towards somebody that can be good on the O-line and be effective right away. And I know that's easier said than done, yeah. but that's just kind of how I feel right now. I don't now. know. At some point, I just... Maybe this is just the 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 parent in me but uh, just like if you bought a car f- for your teenager drive the damn car and quit <laughs> ubering all over around because i just bought you a car we're like well if you don't if you, you know it's like well, if you're not gonna i bought a car i might as well just take it away because i bought it you're not using it no use the damn thing so go into kellen moore's office and say throw the ball to amari cooper quit messing around this 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 doesn't work right you know like it yeah it's just like, oh, man, if you're not going to use him, might as well just cut him. No, damn it, I traded a first-round pick. Use him. <laughs> right. I'm glad, that's what I was thinking, now, too. How does that play, though? Because that's one of the things that Jerry gets blamed for all the time, and whether I don't think it's necessarily true, but gets blamed for he's the, he's in there telling the coaches what they got to do with this player and that player. Like, is that is that something that you really want him doing, is saying, I want you to throw the ball to Amari Cooper. Just a blanket statement. Figure it out. I want him with the ball in his hands. It doesn't have to be Amari Cooper. That's the beauty of it. They, it, it, it pervades the entire offense. They didn't focus enough on getting the ball to CD at times. Mm-hmm. He disappeared in the playoff Tony game. Pollard, yeah. For Tony Pollard might as well not even exist. I, it could be Jerry. It could be Steven. It could be hopefully Mike. Somebody, hey, that would be a good idea. Put the ball into the hands of our playmakers. Yeah. Make a concerted effort to do it, please, and thank you. Somebody. I don't care good who talk. says it. I don't care who says it. Yeah. Just like, do you, do you want this guy on the team or not? Like, you, you, you don't like Amari? No, no, we love Then play him. Thank you. Have a good day. See you. That's it. That's simple. I think so. Yeah. In this case, it is. If you want the guy on your team, then use him. Quit this because they do this this committee thing where they're like whoever's open, you know, we throw it to whoever and all that. Well, that doesn't that doesn't really work. What if they don't want him though? Because then, they've mentioned the holdback situation. Oh, that, and that that is something worth considering as that, well. There's that the, that situation, and then we know we've heard Amari kind of express his unhappiness and the fact that they weren't giving him the ball at certain times. And so I'm I'm just wondering like. 
how he actually feels and what kind of like dynamic is uh, started building up last year in their yeah. meetings and those rooms that we don't get to be in? If if that's the case, um, say it. Say it with <laughs> your chest. What I'm, what I'm saying here. <laughs> If if we're going to cut the best receiver on the team uh-huh. because of what he believes is the right thing for his body, if we're going to cut him based off what happened, if we're really going to get technical about the about the, the vaccine, he only would have missed one game if he was vaccinated. He still had COVID. He's going to miss one or the second one well, or the first that, one. That's also assuming that he didn't, that he would have gotten it with the vaccine because that's not an assumption you can make. But go okay. ahead. If, if we're going to cut the guy because we really, he pissed us off, then I don't know if that jives with the statement he made at training camp that I will do anything to win a Super Bowl because he, you're going to cut your best wide receiver. And I don't know if that that you're going to cut him because you were mad at him? See, I, there's got to be more than that. Well, but that I think the more than that is he's not producing at the level of what you're paying him to produce. Now, that might not be his fault all yeah, the way. Yeah. Like you, your quarterback, your offensive coordinator, they all got they got a part in that. But I mean, if you're looking at the numbers, you're like, man, we're paying a lot of money. And he's not a Devontae Adams. I don't think Amari Cooper has ever been considered among the top receivers in the league, but he's making that kind of money. So yeah. how, how do you how do you make those two things level up? My dude caught 92 balls for 1,100 without Dak the year before. So is he a top five wide receiver in the NFL? No. Is he a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL? He's in that range. Yeah, he's, he's somewhere between 10 and 14. And guess, like, we're... Let's move past this whole thing of, like, if you have the top salary, that means you have to be the best. Like, no. that's not how this works. You're, you're right about that. All I'm saying is when the GM is sitting there and he's looking at his entire roster and he's looking at his salary cap, he's like, it's the same evaluation that Nick just made for DeMarcus Lawrence. He's like, I'm paying him money to be getting 10 to 14 sacks a year, not to get 14 sacks over three years. So it's the same thing. It's the same calculation here. You're paying this guy to be a premier Best among the best in the league wide receiver, are you getting that in production? And again, that might not all be his fault, but it certainly is a part of the calculation. But what, why would it not be his fault? Because of the offense and all that? Because the, the quarterback may not be getting yeah. the ball. The so, offensive coordinator might not so be getting the ball. So how do you compare that to D-Law then? What's D-Law not doing? What, is he not getting the right scheme for him? Well, a lot whatever? of this has been he's missed a lot of time. Yeah, he's missed That's the part you got to worry about there is this, with his age, is he going to start all of a sudden playing 16 games, 17 games a year? I don't know. I mean, and also you just look at the season. They, they won without him. The Tyron Smith on defense now? I mean, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's I mean, that's probably a fair thing to say. It's been there have been issues for him consistently throughout his career and that the durability aspect of it for Tank. I get it. I still I can't like all I can think about is the promise that this team showed and where they were and how disappointing the ending was. And like anybody that's you know anybody that's listening to this, anybody that's coming back looking for hope and optimism that they could get over the hump next year, you're going to sell me on that with Tank and Amari off this team. You're going to sell me that this team will be substantially better than they were last year with those two guys not here. Like I'm looking at it, so you're going to sell me. Um, I'm looking at 2022 draft prospects. Shoot, I saw I saw a guy I loved in, at the Senior Bowl, Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, which is ironic because I don't think the Cowboys would ever draft an FCS guy that highly. But Michael Gallup missing training camp, CD Lamb, and this and a rookie Christian Watson. That's that's gonna that's gonna be it. That's gonna be better than what you had. I just don't buy it. Same thing. There's some good edge rushers in this class where the Cowboys are picking. 
it's ironic because Micah Parsons had 13 sacks, but he's a little bit different. Like he's not a pure end. Think of how long it took Tank to get to a point where he was capable of getting double-digit sacks. I know we're criticizing him for not doing it. He got hurt and had one as a rookie. I think he had he had six or seven his second season. Had one in 2016 because he was playing like it took until 2017 as a 2014 pick to get to a point where he was like a problem. And I so again, this team's better without them. I don't buy it at all. I'll I'll, I'll only cut Amari Cooper if you can guarantee Traylon Burks will be there for me. <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm in favor. He Honestly, won't be there at 24. Will he, he could be. This, this first round's this, weird. I, yeah, I was listening to yeah. some stuff about this draft. It was like every draft mock draft you'll see this this draft season will probably be vastly different because it's all about the totally flavor man. you like. Yeah, it's it's there are no clear cut. Oh, this is the best player. This is the yeah. best two, three, four players. It's all over the map, and it's about what you want. Right? All I can, re- all I know for sure right now is that there's like four really top tier offensive tackles. And then the edge rusher from Michigan is going to be like a top five pick, but which, there's two of them. But I'm talking Hutchinson. about Hutchinson, yeah. Um, but yeah, everything else is up for debate. And we talk, we're we're going to talk about that on the draft show tomorrow. Like if they do cut Amari Cooper, I think wide receiver becomes your number one need, like on the entire team. Honestly, yeah. more important than the offensive line. Yes. Yeah, and because it, you still like you. I mean, I know it's not great, but you still have guys that can. You know, Connor McGovern started. Tyler Biotish. Yeah, that's true. You know, I, you can play with yeah, what you have you on the offensive don't have line. Any, any guys right. Left, yeah. But what I would do with Amari Cooper, and and I because I I, I don't think he's he. I still think he's got four to five years, good years to go. I'm whatever. What's his guarantee? He's gonna his salary is guaranteed, which I think is like twenty million. Fifth day of the league year. Twenty million, twenty one, uh, something like that. Yeah. I, I'm giving him that in in a signing bonus, and I, I drop so his, restructuring. His I drop his salary down to him one million. They but could, I, but fix. I, I give him twenty one instead of twenty one over seventeen. You get it right now. Merry Christmas. Um, and then he has it, and then and then and then chop it up, and then that I think if I did the math right, that moves him down. You save about ten million if you did that. If you restructure him, so basically you're only restructuring him for an addition, like an additional year. Not about three years, no, but th- three more years. You, okay, you're, you're, you. you're giving him twenty million, which chopped up over the next three years. That proration will will cut his 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 whole thing down from his hit from twenty to about ten. I love that idea. That's ten million. Because you get to keep him and you get to save some and money. He's happy. And he's good. He's good for another few years. You're right about that. I, I don't think, think he's declining at all. So but, I'm restructuring him, and then I just, I just do the you know. That's the funny thing though yeah. is that's what they do to all their stars. But they haven't. With and they have never done it. done it with. And this will be Amari just finished his second year on this extension. And they've never touched it, and which I, is why we're. It's a big part of the reason why we're talking about this. Because there's people over there too, and I know this for a fact that they they think because he's quiet that he doesn't love football. There's there's the notion of that. Well, he doesn't love football, and and then they throw the vaccination part in there too. It's like you're not going to do everything for your team because you didn't get vaccinated, and look what happened and all that stuff. So. I guarantee that's part of it too. It's like a love for football, which you got to be very misleading because there are guys that are just quiet. Doesn't mean that he doesn't love the yeah. game. I can tell you this: when C.D. Lamb wanted to steal his game-winning touchdown in Minnesota away from him, he was like, "No, you're funny, bro. You're funny. Get out of here with that. I'm scoring this touchdown." Right. There's, there's always gonna be, there's always gonna be somebody in like football culture who like that rubs you the wrong way. Like unless. Broadus comes to my like you know those types of guys drive Broadus crazy because yeah. he just doesn't understand it because he breathes football all the time and so that's frustrating. So when you have some other interests, 
doesn't mean you don't love football. Or, football. or even if you just might even if you just don't it. express it the right way, yeah. or you know, yeah, it's that's there's a weird cult, cultural thing there just across the world of football. All right, we're going to take our final break. Come back, Amber teed it up for us. We're going to talk offensive line. There are two contracts that we got to talk about: Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins. Don't we come right back? This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf, Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. At AT AT&T... Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Whether you're watching from home or cheering from the stands, Essler Lenses will let you see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essler expert and find the perfect Essler lens for you. See more, do more, Essler. Welcome back to the final segment of The Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. I'm realizing now we're not going to get through this entire uh, cap conversation. You we never will probably make this a two-parter. And you we'll, never learn. We'll pick it up next Wednesday. <laughs> Wichita we State University. But uh, but for right now, let me say this. Yeah. I hope that whoever is helping Stephen Jones and Jerry Jones and all that make these decisions get paid very well because this gives me a headache. Trust me, they do. It is not easy, <laughs> it, and it's not like oh yeah, we'll figure this one guy, cut this guy, and then you cut that guy, but then. There's a domino effect yeah. that there are so many other moving parts. Oh my God, I hate this. You know, every these days every team has a cap specialist, a guy that is really their only job is to understand how every move affects the cap, and so they're having to do what you were just talking about of figuring out all these different little machinations of we do this, well it means this and this and this, and in this contract there's just one little part in the contract that allows us to do this, so we can save this money. It's just it's very convoluted, and it requires people a lot smarter than me to do it so hats off to those guys well and then when when you talk about the what is it post june and Mm -hmm. june 1st and all that now you're even having to think about the future it's not like (laughs) let's focus on this year oh yeah well now you gotta keep in mind and take into account 
what the cap is going to look like for next exactly. year and, and the following. And what Dak's number is going to look like, especially <sighs> yeah. if you, you know, if you touch his money and do all that, like his his contract goes up too. So, uh, yeah, there's there's guys out there that are probably bigger targets than the two that you mentioned that that might get cut. And I mean, one of them could be. Yeah, I'll throw out these guys. Uh, let's talk about the offensive line. Tyron Smith, if if they were to cut him, they would save five point four million, not a huge amount. If it's a June one cut, though, it jumps to thirteen point five million. Here's the one that I think is the most interesting, though. Lyle Collins, if they were to cut him right now, uh, they would only save one point seven million. Seven one point seven million. However, if it is a June first cut, they could save ten million dollars uh, by cutting Lyle Collins. If you were looking at both those two players, and Cowboys are going to make a cut on the offensive line, which would be more likely to be cut? Well, I would say maybe Lyle because I think that they feel like there's a there's a replacement there in Terrence Steele that's cheaper and played just as well. I think you could argue that case at least. Um, and you know, if we're holding grudges, which apparently uh, we are, <laughs> maybe uh, we are. You know, <laughs> then if that's the case, then I could see where Lyle it might have pissed off the, the front office a little bit there too over the it's last probably more couple a case years. Of him pissing them off yeah. than even Amari. Like, so I'm opinion. just saying, if we're gonna if we're gonna play you know grudge match game, then maybe <laughs> it would be Lyle. I would hope. I mean, I agree with that, and that's Tyron's contract is just so friendly. Yeah. It is like even the, we all acknowledge the problems with his availability. It is what it is. But even knowing that, like he's not denting your cap enough that you're just like we can't deal with this. And for the caliber player, you right. get right. I'll deal with that headache. And yes, they need to worry about it. They need to consider tackles in the draft, all that good stuff. But it just doesn't seem. Mm-hmm. efficient like you're not getting enough out of getting rid of him in my opinion whereas Lyle I would at, I would at least if if you're determined to move on I would at least like to think maybe you could find a trade partner like his contract's not crazy big either you know like considering yeah. He's a pretty good player on a he's not like up at the top of the market. The numbers only getting bigger. How does or, that work from the standpoint of what what you save though if you if you trade him versus a June cuz it really got it's not even in, the cut for this year. It's the it's the June 1st cut. What site are you on? I'm not on a site. Oh crap. Well, numbers. over the cap and Spotrack, usually both there's a it'll a show you number. what you can save by the trade. I don't have it in front of me. Okay. It's in my experience whatever you save double. in a trade is usually less than what you get in a cut. But you still typically save some money. Or at least I think I am now at the point where I at least think that they should talk to him about playing guard. Left guard, yeah. They should talk to him. Yeah, about if yeah, that conversation part, was yeah. on the table, I would look at that too. No. But I do th- – and, and I don't know this. I really don't. I just – you know, the player's got to go for it. And you can sit here and say, well, he's, he's selfish if he doesn't want to. But, I mean, Orlando Brown just did that with Baltimore. They traded him because he was like, I don't want to play right tackle. I want to play on the left side. Mm-hmm. If he sees himself as a tackle and that's where he's always wanted to play and he only played guard because he was an undrafted rookie that didn't have a choice and the money's at tackle – I don't, you can't force him to do it, and so maybe then you have to have a different conversation. But I would at least try to talk to him. Well, about if Derek it. told me, "Hey, do this video for the Spanish side," I'm like, "I don't want to do it, <laughs> but I'm gonna do it because, like, I have no choice, or I walk out well, of the door." But that's so. But how many hours are you going to do it? 
That's what I was about to say. Yes, he could he could be forced to play it, but is he going to be forced to come out here on May the 3rd and really work and study and talk to Nate That's Newton yeah. and talk to Zach Martin yeah. and do the things you got to do to be a guard? Or you're just going to be like, you know, I'm just going to do it. They want me to do it, so I'm going to do, do it. it. The yeah. other, like you know? James Harden is playing in the, with the Nets right now. Just kind of like, I'll show up if you want me to show up, but right. I ain't giving you know, the best effort. Hey, Zach Martin made it pretty clear he didn't want to play tackle. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, you know, he yeah. don't. you want to be team first, but you're also like, you know, I know where my place yeah, is. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to suck at it. You don't want to, you know. Which, then you, then you, you look at him differently. You're like, that's not who I thought he was because he's not really a tackle. It's yeah. entirely pl- – I mean, Lyle's skill set at this point in his career – I mean, he had a major hip injury, hip surgery. Maybe he would be better on the inside, but he's got to be open to that. And the difference is unfor- – I've thought about this a lot – Football players have a lot more leverage than we do. Like the Cowboys can <laughs> say, "Do this," and I'm like, "I guess I have to if I want to pay my rent." Whereas that, that's part. Of, that's the big thing. Like money buys you freedom, right? Right. And the more money you have, the more you have the ability to say, "Nah, I ain't doing that." And all and LC could, and he's right. He could very much say, "F you, cut me." Then somebody yep. else will pay me less, but still something to play tackle for them. Did y'all hear the story that Michael Irvin uh, told yesterday on? Uh, I think it was Pat McAfee's show talking about the NFL Network. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good example of it. That basically the story went the NFL Network came to all the employees and were basically like, "Hey, we're going to do this voluntary uh salary cut because of COVID and all the stuff and and we just want everybody to be a part of that and we're so this is what we're going to do." And they gave him a sheet of paper and they told him it said on there they were going to cut his salary 25%. That was his voluntary cut. And so he looked at it and he decided, you know, I'm not, I'm no, I'm going to scratch 25 out, and I'll put 10. I'm going to contribute 10. So he gives it to him at the last minute, and they're like, wait, wait, wait Mike, wait, we had, it was, we have you slotted for 25. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, it's voluntary, right? It's, it's voluntary. I'm, I'm willing to contribute 10 million. I'm not, I mean, uh, 10 percent. I'm willing to contribute my 10 percent, but I'm not willing to contribute 25 percent. And and the the host of the show that was talking about it, they were saying the same. They were like, yeah, he's got fu money. He's got the kind of money where he can say. What are you going to do? If you fire me, so what? I got money in the bank. I'm not worried about it. Those other guys in those cubicles in that office, they don't have that flexibility. They don't have that ability to be able to say no. So in this instance, Lyle has that ability. He's made enough money. And there are probably other teams that would be willing to sign him if the Cowboys said, okay, if you're not going to do it, then you're out. Like, somebody Which, else probably signed th- him. they don't have a replacement for Michael Irvin. They don't have a guy sitting there that's like, this guy, when he's in the chair, is just as good. But the Cowboys – they do, and he's a lot cheaper. Oh, absolutely, and that's but part of it too. That's and that's on the Cowboys' calculation. The Cowboys' calculation is if he won't do it, we'll let him go, but, and we'll just save some money, and we'll put the other guy in there, and we think we'll be comparable at that position. The tricky part goes back to Tyron, though, because you need three tackles because because Terrence Steele played a lot of left tackle last year too, because you can't count on him, so you need three tackles. So you can cut Lyle if you want to, and you can say, I got Terrence Steele, but then who's playing left tackle mm-hmm. for the four and a half games that you missed because Tyron? The guy you drafted, 24? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. It's, That's your only option at that point. There's a lot of picks there for 24, and you only get to pick one. I, I, just, oh. I took a receiver earlier. Welcome to the draft, baby. Yeah. That's what makes it fun. We can do we two 24s. Cut. Cut uh, cut tank and then and and then Randy doesn't sign and then and then Dan Quinn says no I want Micah to be playing this linebacker role or whatever then who's rushing the passer hmm. which ended Lawrence is he back he's I'm not under contract <laughs> right Chauncey Golston <laughs> right the and the, to tie that back in I think that's something that you might hear about a lot too like when you go to the combine you know 
maybe they try to get somebody to agree to a pay cut. Demarcus Lawrence could be a candidate yeah. for that. But <laughs> what's that? Zeke. Uh, sure, uh, maybe. You got to have leverage to do. Well, that. again, that goes back to my point. Those guys have a few money. They're like, I ain't doing that. Cut yeah. me, and then eight, you know, ten teams will want me on they, March seventeenth. They can't cut Zeke. They can't. So, cut they can't so, cut. Yeah. That's the point. They don't have the leverage to, yeah, to kind of right. push. Because you know, we've seen them do that in the past. It's kind of like the hey. You know, I'm holding the gun, and I'm like, hey, you want to take this salary cut? Uh, well, yeah, I guess so, because I don't have enough leverage. Like, you can basically it's, hurt me. And so, yeah. It's fascinating. You know, from July until January, it's like we all got a row as one. We're all trying to complete our objective together. And then the minute the season's <laughs> over, like, the knives Every come man out. For it's himself. like, <laughs> who's trying to take my money? Who's trying to cut me? What's going on? <laughs> you know, so, yeah. All right. Um, actually, I think we're gonna, gonna I think we're gonna go ahead and, and save the rest of these conversations next week. We do have to talk about the cornerback position because I think that's another interesting position where you got a couple guys you could consider making moves with. The question just becomes: Is Kelvin Joseph ready to take that next step and jump into a starting role? We'll talk about that next week. So let's end the show though on uh, our Super Bowl picks for this weekend. Um, I got a feeling I already know what Dave's going to say, but we're going to give everybody a chance to to make their Super Bowl picks. Let's start with you, Dave. I I mean, I picked against the Bengals when they played the Chiefs, yeah. and they proved me wrong. And I, I don't feel good about the Bengals' offensive line holding up against Donald and Vaughn and Floyd, but I'm not. I won't bet against them again. Not in not not with it all on the line. I'm going Bengals. Bengals. Amber. Uh, exactly for the reason that Dave said about the O-line and how much he <laughs> he was attacked. In la- <laughs> I mean, poor guy, but he made it. He made it through and got to the Super Bowl. I would like them to win, but I think that the Rams are probably the likeliest to win this game because of what they got. All right. Nick? I really just, like... I, I don't care. Like and, and, I, and I want to. Like I want to get to the Super Bowl. I, I I love the Super Bowl, but I just I don't. Like I don't it won't. I mean, I guarantee you whoever gets up 14 points, I'm going to be rooting for the other team to come back. That's what I'm rooting for. You're rooting for game. rooting for a good game. I guess and that, boy, that sounds But who do you think I, and I'm not even saying root. Like who do you think when you put these two games I don't teams know. up against each other? I, do I don't know. Better? I mean, the 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 Bengals have been I mean, playing it close. I mean, they they could have lost the first game, but they they keep finding a way to win. I I don't know. I I guess I'll pick I I agree with Amber. I think the Rams will win, but I've I've missed almost every pick in the playoffs, including the Cowboy game. So uh, I don't know. I'm going to pick the Rams. So good luck to you there. I think the Rams are the better team on paper. Yeah. But paper's undefeated and winless since he's got Joe Shiesty. That's Joe Shiesty. I like that. I, I will like you. I mean. I don't. Yeah, I mean, we know how Nick feels about Matt Stafford. Like, there's <laughs> there's something in the back of my mind where I'm just like, the stage like this, I don't know. You think he's gonna fall apart? I don't, I don't, it wouldn't shock me. Well, I, honestly, shock me. I, I just think I, I agree with. I think what what all you guys are saying is really the key to this game. Aaron Donald's a problem, and and you put him up against that offensive line, I think that's even more of a problem. And I think Von Miller's that kind of player. Again, you want to talk about Demarcus Ware? He is now Demarcus Ware in Denver. He's a guy they brought in who is a guy that you give him one game, a Super Bowl, by the way, to be able to show what he can do, I think he's going to be a significant problem for them as well. And I just don't see a scenario where Joe is going to have enough protection against that front 
to be able to uh, to be able to make a, get a lot of points. The only way I think they win this game, honestly, is if it's a defensive struggle and it's just you know neither offense is really getting much done, which can go into your Stafford thing, and then you kind of get to the end and Joe just gets some Joe magic and, and makes it happen. Throw up, throw a couple opportunities up, Matthew. Throw up, throw just up some it. dicey. Yeah, throw up some dicey balls. I don't, I don't know. I, I just I can't bet against him. Not. Not after what I've seen the last month or so. I, I it's so the Saints. The Saints made this won the Super Bowl when I was like in college, and that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I, I never, I've never thought I would be emotionally invested in a Super Bowl until maybe I covered a Cowboys Super Bowl. So I mean, I don't think it's going to be exactly the same, but it's weird to think that I'm going to be very emotionally invested in a Super Bowl between the Bengals and Rams, like the most. Random Super Bowl matchup ever. Yeah. Well, I will say this: uh, we'll be watching uh, Tito Beowuzie out there playing for the Bengals. I'll be rooting for him because I personally want him to get a championship since he's yeah. there in the Super Bowl game. Uh, so that all being said, we appreciate you guys joining us. <laughs> Not so much, Nick. <laughs> Nick, hamstring okay? Oh my stop. god! Come on, stop. He was a good dude. No, we're, he is a good. We're dude. pro Cheeto. No, he's a good. Dude. Pro Cheeto. Pro Cheeto. Yeah, pro Cheeto. If, you, if you want to root no, against you know Nick, what? there you no, go. Let's root. No, for no, no. Screw that. I'm sorry. If we're gonna. <laughs> play that game yeah i'm telling you one of my best friends that's ever worked for the cowboys is jody camilla so i'm gonna root for jody he's with the rams Rams. Rams. there you go you got a rooting interest rams guy yeah (laughs) all right we appreciate you guys joining us we're back next week we're going to finish up this conversation on the cap till then for nick eatman dave helm and amber garcia i am Derek eagleton this has been the break live on dallascowboys.com radio this has been a production of dallascowboys.com and the dallas cowboys football club how about